What's up, lovely people? It's me, Ricky, and hey, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, especially my dad. Hi. Hi, dad. Um, I am here because this episode is about fathers and I'm not one, so I cannot talk about this at all. So what I did do was ask some pretty cool dads that I know to send me in their becoming a father story. And here they are. Yeah, I'm keeping it short and sweet today. And I want to thank everyone who sent me a message about becoming a father because it is needed. And I love to hear stories from other people. So here's their stories. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. What's up, Pretty Ricky? It's your boy, Stone, a.k.a. Stone El Terrible, half of the Forget That Yo podcast, which can be seen on uh, all uh, streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, Podomatic, Stitcher, you know, you know, we we everywhere, you never there, but uh, so you asked me to talk about becoming a father, so I became a father in the year of our Lord, 2001. So how it started was, uh, I had been married about a year. Uh, my wife had just came back from a deployment for 30 days. So she got home, man, I shot that club all the way up. So uh, <laughs> a couple of months later, she, she told me she was pregnant and uh I was excited but I didn't really it didn't really affect me the way it affected me when I saw my daughter for the first time. Like I I, I feel like men don't have that much of an attachment to the baby until they actually see it cuz it the baby grows inside women, but when we see it come out that hole, and she she ruined my box. But when she came out, man, I, I instantly I instantly fell in love. I didn't I, I I wanted a boy, but when I saw her, I didn't care. That was that was my baby, and so uh, I spent a lot of time with my daughter. Like she 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 changed. She really changed my life because I was. I was I was rough. I was really really rough, yo. I was uh, uh slight slightly removed from the gang life, and once I had her, man, I was I was done with that. And uh, it just I, I I just loved seeing her. Like everything she did, it just it was just amazing to me. Like when she started crawling, when she started walking, like I got like the VHS tapes of my baby doing everything throwing up on me that first diaper change man that thing was rough but uh yeah man it just being a father really changed the type of person that I was and it, it was just it was just amazing right so fast forward 13 years and it happened again like I I I had made my mind up. I wasn't having no more kids. I was I was me and my wife, we was good. And uh like I, I wasn't trying to make a baby, I was just trying to have some sex and boom, here you go. So again, it didn't really affect me 
until I saw her. I had another, I, I wanted a boy, but got another little girl. When I seen her, oh man, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was the same old feeling all over again. And um, man, the second one, like having them thirteen years apart. Well, first of all, I got a built-in babysitter, which is which is always cool. But it's good and bad because I. Everything I went through with my oldest daughter, I gotta go through it again with my youngest daughter. But everything I'm going to go through, I already been through. So you know what I'm saying? It's it's a good and bad thing. But like I like I said, I I didn't want to have another child. But once she got here, I was like, man, I cannot imagine the world without this little girl. That's and. and it's like it's a it's a drastic difference between both of them. Like they they're both like me. They both look exactly like me, and it, it, it's, it's cool because I'm adorable. But uh, they they act so much like me, but in different ways. It's 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 it's, it's weird. But yo, I love I love being a dad. Like everything I do revolves around that revolves around them like every decision I make is 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 this okay for them is this gonna be is this gonna benefit them in the end you know what I'm saying and also having two girls got me back in my goon shit cause now oh man I gotta I gotta look after two girls or three girls really with 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 my wife man oh man I bought so many guns you know what I'm saying? Which I was gonna do that anyway, but now now I got a reason. But you know, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, yo, I hope this is uh this is what you wanted and uh I'll let my daughters hear this <laughs> and hopefully hopefully they like it. But uh all right Ricky, appreciate you having me on here, man. Peace, peace, peace. Hi, my name is Parrish, I'm 27 years old, and I became a father three weeks ago to a beautiful, adorable little boy. When I found out that I was going to be a father, I wasn't really nervous or shocked. I was really just cool, calm, and collected for the most part. But of course, that that didn't last long. (laughs) Eventually, I started to worry about bills and being stable enough to support him in every way you know just normal worries and things to think about when you find out that you're about to have a baby and have this major major responsibility but i told myself it's going to be all right you're going to do fine so don't worry plus you're not in this alone you know me and his mom we've always been a great team so i knew i knew everything was going to be fine but throughout the pregnancy, I am proud to say that I have been there every single step of the way. From the moment she told me the news to her getting sick through the nights and having heartburn, cramps, taking care of her and just helping her with whatever she needed. I was there, but she was there for me also, always checking on me, making sure I'm OK and fighting through her pain and everything just so it wouldn't take a major toll on me. <clears throat> and I always appreciated that. We never hesitate to be there for each other throughout this journey, throughout the whole pregnancy. Now, fast forward to where it's down to the last stages of the pregnancy. It's starting to get more and more real. Her belly is huge and he's moving a lot more and it's just getting closer to that point. So in my mind, I'm just constantly in alert mode 
every day, all day. So I can be prepared for when that moment happens. So one day I went to go get some Sonic for us. And as soon as I got back, her water broke as soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> so luckily I got back just in time. So we didn't we didn't have time to eat at, at all, of course. Luckily, we already had our bags packed and loaded in the trunk. So the only thing we had to do was get on down the stairs and get in the car and head to the hospital. When we got there, she got admitted to the room and everything. At that point, I got super nervous because I knew that my little guy was going to make his arrival any time now. A few hours went by and it was time. The doctors were guiding me into helping her push the baby out. I was telling her to breathe and to push and letting her know it's going to be okay. I'm right here by your side. I won't go into more details about that moment, but before I knew it, there he was. He was here. <laughs> I can't really explain what I felt, but it was something I never felt before. He was crying and they had to get him cleaned up and bathed. I finally got to hold him. I was always scared of holding newborn babies because how light they are. Like one wrong move and they could slip and fall out of my arms. But with him, I wasn't worried about that at all because I instantly knew that I was going to protect him and it felt good. It was like he took away my fear of that and it was amazing. That first night we were in the hospital, I didn't sleep. I literally stared at him all night long. It was just so many emotions going through me. I couldn't believe I actually had a baby. <laughs> you know, he's so adorable. He looks like me and his mom. And it was it was just blowing my mind. I never hesitated to get up when he started to cry or time to feed him or even when both of us started to fall asleep. Because I knew, I knew she just went through a lot having to deliver him and having all those contractions so I wanted her to just rest as much as she could so I realized that I'm not afraid to step in and be hands-on no matter what and I was proud of that about myself you know I'm, I'm always proud of myself for that so three days later when it was time to go home I was happy because we finally got to bring our baby home for the first time and really just bond without any interruptions the only thing I had a problem adjusting to is our sleep schedule. <laughs> you know, it was all over the place. But, of course, that's part of it until the baby gets on a regular sleeping schedule. And, you know, he cries through the night. He's hungry. Got to make the bottle. Got to feed him. Change his diapers. So it's a process. You know, the best thing about it is just having the time to learn each other you know i'm learning his ways and his likes and his dislikes and what comforts him and everything like literally started from scratch you know and vice versa he's learning me also and his mom and his big brother his surroundings his sounds just any little thing because i look at it like this this is all like a new planet for him a whole new environment from being inside his mom's stomach it's an amazing feeling i must say you know he keeps me on my toes and it just keeps me motivated all the time to see what's going to come next but that is my experience so far on fatherhood like i said it's only been three weeks so i'm still in the very beginning stages and learning more every single day so um yeah that's it man uh fatherhood is it's it's pretty it's pretty cool so far you know, it's not it's not really as hard as I thought it was going to be so far. I'm not I don't want to speak. To, I don't want to speak too soon. So, but yeah, that that's my experience. 
Hi everyone, my name is Mason. You may also know me as Moose. I am the host of Moose at the Mic, a podcast on Anchor.fm. Uh, if you've listened to my podcast, you know that I am a father. I have two beautiful daughters, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, and often I tell people that all of the wrongs I've ever committed in my life are made right in my children, and I sincerely mean that. They are the greatest two human beings uh, I will ever meet uh, during my time on this little planet. Uh, I am very honored and very proud and blessed to be their father. They are both very, very intelligent young ladies. Uh, They are both very funny young ladies, very funny in different ways, but uh, they are both very funny young ladies, and I can't be more ecstatic that they are just uh, very smart, beautiful, independent, capable young women. Um, One thing that I I often think about is uh, that moment where I first felt like a dad. Some guys, I think, you know, when they're uh, their their wife, their fiance, their girlfriend, uh, you know, uh, pops into a room and says to them, "Hey, you know, look at look at this uh, pregnancy test. We're we're pregnant. You're going to be a dad." Or you know, when the adoption agency calls, uh, uh, you know, two guys who are married, uh, and they say, "Guess what, guys? You're dads." Uh, you know, I think that's the moment maybe that some guys feel like, um, hey, you know, I'm a dad now. For some guys, I think it doesn't happen until they're in the delivery room and they see their child born uh, and, you know, they, they get to hold the child for the first time, uh, you know, or the doctor says to them, hey, you know, your child is here. Maybe that's the first time they feel like a dad. For me, it was it was neither of those. For me, it took about two years before I actually felt like a father for the first time. Um, I'm going to tell the story. Uh, heads up, it's a little on the gross side, uh, but um, I, I have to tell it in order to make uh, make my point. When my daughter was about two, uh, my, my uh, then wife, their mother, uh, would work on the weekend. So often it was just me with my oldest daughter at the time. Uh, my second daughter had yet to be born. Well, on this particular Saturday, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, Ladybug, we'll call her by her nickname, Ladybug, was not feeling very well. She'd been lethargic most of the day. Um, she didn't really want to do anything. You know, we decided, okay, we're not going to go out and do the things that we normally do on a Saturday. Let's just hang around the house and, and, and relax a little bit. Her mother had just arrived home from work. Uh, I picked up Ladybug, you know, put her head on my shoulder and started walking down the hallway toward her room. Out of nowhere came this unending supply of vomit. It was, she just, it was happening. There was nothing I could do. It was coming out uh, very, very fast. It was kind of going everywhere. And I immediately took her straight to the restroom. I took her straight to the tub. I sat her down, peeled her clothes off of her as best I could, uh, turned on the water, made sure it was comfortable, got her into the tub, and started washing her. At that time, her mother walks into the bathroom and says to me, hey, let me take care of this. You go change. And I looked at her and I was like, no, I'm cool. I got it. I'm in dad mode. I'm good. 
uh, she said, no, you're not. You're covered in vomit. And I looked down, and sure enough, she was right. I was covered in it. I said, okay, you take care of Ladybug. I'm going to go change. While I was changing, I had an aha moment. I was a dad. And I know it because when Ladybug got sick, my instincts took over. I immediately knew that I needed to get her to the restroom. I needed to get her undressed, get her comfortable, make sure she was good. You know, that became my mission. And I didn't even think about it. I just I just did it. And that's when I realized, hey, I'm a dad uh, and, and I'm going to be okay. You know, for me, I spent the first couple of years of her life uh, scared to death, to be fair, um, and rather paranoid about every little thing. Uh, my father passed away uh, 10 days after my 18th birthday in 2001. So I didn't have a father figure that I could really go to. I, there were some guys, but but nobody that I felt confident uh, in picking up the phone and calling and saying, hey, I need advice. I need, I need dad help. You know, there was really no one out there like that. Um, so I was kind of on my own and, uh, it wasn't until the moment Ladybug got sick and I reacted to that, that I really felt confident in my ability to be a father. And, and from that day since, uh, it's been great. You know, I just kind of go with my instincts. I've learned to rely on them. Uh, I'm not that scared. I just know that when something happens, good or bad, I need to deal with it and go forth and do. And I do. Of course, now we have a second daughter. Uh, Doodlebug uh, is her nickname. Uh, and she is great. Both girls are phenomenal. And we love hanging out together. We have a really, really good time. Uh, of course, their mother and I are divorced now. But we are, are co-parents and we work really, really good together. Um, and we communicate well, and the children, for the most part, are okay. Um, but uh, hanging out with Ladybug and Doodlebug um, is 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 the best part of my life. I really enjoy being with them, and you know, seeing their personalities, and and you know, of course, they're both very very different, as one might expect. Um, and we, we have lots of laughs and I can tell when their, their attitude is in high gear because it's like, Oh, you're my child. This is payback for everything I did to my parents. Uh, payback is real friends. If you are becoming a father or you are soon to be a dad, uh, you know, or you're, you're a new dad, paybacks are real. Just deal with it. It's going to happen. And that gets me to this point. Um, you know, I've had a lot of friends who have become parents. Uh, a lot of my friends have become first-time dads. And, uh, you know, every once in a great while, they will pick up the phone and call me. And they will say, hey, Mason, you know, what's a piece of advice that you might give me as I'm about to embark on this adventure? Of course, there are the normal things like, you know, make sure to change your share of diapers. You know, if your uh, if your wife, your uh, fiance, your girlfriend, your husband, uh, your boyfriend, if they ask you to change a diaper, you do it. Don't don't not do it. If they ask you to help out, make sure you do it because they are just as stressed out as you are uh, and you need to help each other. You need to lean on each other. Um, so there are things like that. But one thing that I would definitely say, and this is probably the one piece of advice that I give most often, when your daughter or your son asks you to pick them up, 
you do it. No questions asked. If your child says, Daddy, can you carry me to my room? You do it. And here's the reason why. And I will try not to get emotional. I know that as my children grow, there are fewer opportunities for me to do that. They will ask me to pick them up and carry them less and less. And as a father, that's heartbreaking. Uh, I want my daughters to always need me. Um, and I want them to always ask me for help. Uh, but I know that, that there are fewer days that they're going to ask me to pick them up and carry them to bed. And it's sad because it is one of my, my favorite things to do. One of my best memories uh, is picking up my child and putting their head on my shoulder and, I'm, and I carry them to bed. So when your child asks you to do that, please do it. Don't say, oh, you can walk. You've got two legs. Pick them up and take them to bed. All right, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Uh, I hope it's a great one. Eat lots of good food. Let your children spoil you. Get lots and lots of hugs and kisses uh, because you deserve it. Remember, you're great. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You are a great father. So happy Father's Day. Take care, everybody. My name is Kalanji Gilchrist, community builder, creator, and executive director of 21 Dreams Arts and Culture founder of Kari Creative. Yeah, all of that and really just a regular dude from Montgomery, Alabama. So yeah, um, becoming a father. I would say that I've been a father <laughs> just about all of my life. I, um, I became a father at the age of 17 and I was 16 when I first found out that I was having a child. <laughs> and I remember going to my mother and is a testament to, you know, doing grown up things, but not really and truly a, an adult. So I remember going to her nervous. I don't know. I, I Yeah. Nervous about her response. Um, nervous about the situation. And, you know, I remember her being in the kitchen I think she may have been either cooking or I feel like she was watching, washing dishes. And I told her that uh, my girlfriend, my high school sweetheart, was pregnant. And if I remember correctly, I think, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, I, I was going to say that I think I told her that she was going to be her grand, grandmother, but that, that wasn't it. I, I, I told her that um, my girlfriend at the time was pregnant. That's what I did. And she had a, a very calm response to me. And it was something along the lines of, you know what you have to do, right? You know what you have to do, right? You have to be a man. You have to grow up. And it was a very simple directive. <laughs> and I cried because I didn't want to grow up because I didn't know anything about fatherhood, you know? So here I am, 16, and at the time, my father wasn't in my, my life. You know, our, our relationship was not mended until I was probably 20 years old. And the closest thing to a father that I knew was my granddad. 
you know, and I can't remember what, what age he was at that time, but he was he was granddad. He was chill. So I didn't have very much to go on, you know. So that was that was frightening to me. And I remember that. I remember crying. And uh, but her words stuck with me. You know, for me, I was born also born while my daughter at that time, being my first daughter, the firstborn, and also the first grandchild, uh, I was the same way. And I was raised by mostly women. And I had a daughter. So in some way, that experience prepared me. And, um, you know, having a daughter, having a girl is a little different than a man having a boy. And I and I and I know that it was God's will to give me a girl, especially at that age, because I think if I would have had a boy at 16, 17, I don't think it would have done me any good. You know, as far as keeping me focused, keeping me aware, um, on track and with a girl, you know, having a daughter, you know, I think, you know, I was a little more sensitive to the things that she was exposed to, um, my behaviors, and just, I guess, more delicate, you know, even as a young man. And I was all, I was all figuring it out, you know. I will say that, and her mom can contest to this, um, you know, we grew up together, you know, our child and us, you know, we were high schoolers and then went to college and, you know, became, you know, went into adulthood while our child was growing up with us. And so because of that, she grew up very independent. And neither one of us could 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 not be more proud of that. You know, um, I think that, you know, we see who she is today and it's it is a reflection of how she grew up and uh, very independent, very, you know, smart. Uh, but we, I, my journey in finding my, finding my space in that, it was, you know, it was fall down and get up because I didn't have that direction. I didn't have that experience. And I was a child still growing, you know, still learning how to balance my friends, my time, my my schoolwork, my role as a father, my role as a boyfriend at that time, and then not and navigating all of those things. And um, it was an experience. It was experience, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, it taught me a lot of things. Having a daughter taught me a lot of things. And it gave me a reason to, this shouldn't, you know, you should have a reason to live anyway, but it gave me more of a reason to live and to focus on, you know, legacy building and making sure that, you know, you pour into your children. And so later, uh, 10 years later, I had my second child also a girl, this time in marriage, but 10 years later. And I've learned, I had, at this point, I was still young. I was still a young father. I was still 20, 26, 27 when she was born. Um, yeah, I was still a pretty young father. But at this time, I there was a little, you know, there was there was a better calmness. There was more experience at that time, you know. So that was useful. That that was useful. Um, doing it a second time, 
you know, I was able to to make make a little bit make better decisions um, to know a little bit about what's to come, the stages. You get a little better at it, and you know the thing about the crazy thing about it is it's a total contrast because having my having Carmen, my oldest daughter, at such a young age, and then. Ten years later, having my second daughter, Jordan, in my you know mid twenties, it's two different time periods, you know. And uh, even now, my oldest—I'm um, sorry, my youngest, Jordan—is sixteen, and and uh, you know they, although they're just ten years apart, you know, technology and social media, and things that um, I manage now. I didn't have to manage then. So it's, it's a very unique experience. Um, but I will say that, you know, growing up, raised primarily by women and having a having a, a girl at a young age, having a daughter at a young age, you know, it it has helped me with my patience and again, with the details and understanding and navigating it. It's still a challenge, but I would not trade it for the world. It is, it gives me purpose. Um, it gives me a reason to, you know, push forward and make sure that things are good and to pour into my girls and make sure that they have the wisdom they need to navigate this world and continue to, to you know, pour that into their children, so. So yeah, that's my story. I became a dad in two different times of my life, raising girls in two different times of the world. <laughs> so the beautiful thing about now is with my youngest, we, she gets exposed a little more to where I am in my career and in my passion. We're working uh, with the organization. As I mentioned, I am executive director of 21 Dreams Arts and Culture. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization operating in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, we connect uh, people to resources, artists to resources, create opportunities, and cultivate the environment that we want to see. You know, we do that through our creative programming and public engagement. And um, yeah. So that's what we're doing. She loves, I always love theater. She loves it. She's an, art, she's an artist. My oldest daughter is an artist as well. Um, but, um, and her artistry is in cosmetology. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a beautiful journey and I'm, I'm thankful for it. That's my story, becoming a father. Happy Father's Day. Well, hello, everyone, and happy Father's Day to those fathers out there. My cousin, Pretty Ricky, of the Becoming a Podcast, asked me to talk about becoming a father. So let me tell you, let me introduce myself. My name is Belvin. Uh, you can also find me on the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast. So, okay, let's talk about becoming a father. When I became a father and what it meant to me, it was a gift from God. Um, I was... Uh, in my early 20s when I became a father and um, just graduated from college and the th 
thing I was thinking about as uh, I wanted to make sure that my child, my daughter had everything she needed to become successful in this world. And I knew, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure she wouldn't go without when it comes to the necessary items to become successful. I mean, that's just even the basic shelter, food, uh, education. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that she never had to really think twice about those things. Um, And those were the basics now, you know, when it comes to I'm a little different. Uh, <laughs> I'm the, you know, when I, uh, when it comes to fatherhood, um, I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. So, you know, before us was a ba- uh, the baby boomers and everything else. It was more of you just wanted to make sure that um, things were taken care of. And as a father, I just felt that responsibility. You want to make sure that, you know, especially I, ha- I have a daughter that she doesn't have to go anywhere else to find other experiences. We want to make sure that she has everything she needs. And when she grows up and becomes an adult, uh, she is a productive part of society. And that drove me. That drove me to become a a provider, a, a person who really educates himself so you can provide some type of uh, education to your to to my daughter so with that being said uh, I guess the main question was you know when it comes to becoming a father for me as a young adult when that happened was just uh, being responsible and making sure that I was a good provider and a good of course a good father as well um, I'm a Capricorn so I guess my weird thing was uh, <laughs> Even for her first birthday, I gave her a, uh, you know, everybody else was giving toys and stuff. I gave her a uh, stock in educational IRA. So <laughs> uh, just a little, little difference there. Um, but overall, I hope that helps. And if you need to, if you want to contact me, uh, you just once again, I'm at the You Deserve a Luxury Vacation podcast, or you can find me, my videos on YouTube under Showtime Travel. I mean, I love your podcast. Thanks for all, all you do and continue success and happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Yo, what's up? What's up, man? It's your good dude, Cheyenne, man. Um, AKA Noise in the Air, AKA No Longer Father of a Tribe, Father of a Nation. AKA SW Top Notch. Hey, um, so good homie, Pretty Ricky reached out to me. What's up, what's up? Um, she had an idea for Father's Day for a podcast and um, asked me to share about five to ten minutes of, um, you know, me becoming a father. And, um, um, really appreciate the opportunity um, to do this, uh, Pretty Ricky. I just want to say, that I thought that this was going to be something real easy for me, but um, five recordings later, <laughs> uh, I figured that, okay, there's some things I need to think about, and um, really, uh, I, was, I was ready to become a father, but... When, when I got married, I was ready, and um, but I wasn't prepared. So I just thought that, you know, I thought everything would come natural. And um, I really did, I learned with my first child, I learned a lot 
with him and I got all boys five boys and first child it was it was a lot a lot I had to learn quick and um then we had our second son and with him it wasn't it wasn't easier for me um my wife has been around babies all her life pretty much like <laughs> I could pretty much say she's raised kids all her life and um and she definitely had a better idea than I did but I felt like you know I knew I knew what I needed to know or everything would just come naturally because I was a man and you know I knew what I missed out on and what I needed and I needed this when I was this age and I never like for the longest time I never went to my wife and was like how am I supposed to be doing this right you know eventually I got to that point because my wife got tired of me messing up and you know not doing like not no she knew what, what a normal father looked like and I didn't honestly and I just didn't trust that I guess I don't know there's something weird about me not being able to listen to her so it was very difficult with our first son um not to say I didn't love him no less than anybody else but it was just a real it was a lot of learning and my wife I really had to start listening to my wife when it came to him because some things I thought I, I was I mean just seemed normal but some things were just dead wrong, and I just did not realize that. So first son was a lot, and um, second son was not necessarily as difficult. But and also too, um, my my firstborn was is completely normal. He's not, you know, he was a little bit more energetic, but now as a he's not I, I still feel like he's a teenager but he's technically an adult. Um his energy level done went way down, you know what I'm saying? I think he's thinking more about the things that he do, but he can get hyped up. But there's but he's always been smart. He's always been smart in everything and and his character is just completely different from my second one. So as I'm getting used to my first one, here comes here comes the second one. And he is just he's just a whole nother different situation. <laughs> Super dramatic, willing to oh my god. Like it, it was just it, just night and day and then like I related more to my firstborn because I've dealt with him in the way that I dealt with him. So we got used to each other even though I was overbearing, I was nuts. But my second one, like it was so crazy. So so on the surface it looked like my second born was my favorite like just i just it was just he was my favorite and that i love my second born that was not the case the problem with him is because like i knew my mistakes with my first born so my second born i was trying not to make those same mistakes or figure out a way how while still raising the first the firstborn you know like and my and again I'm such a knucklehead at the time like I'm 40 now but I got married when I was 25 so I'm such a knucklehead I could have went to her for advice or like okay let's try something and just trust it that it might work let it work and then because at the end of the day the child's okay in regards to put it like this if it was just me raising my kids 
I would never see my grandkids. <laughs> like <laughs> they would all be running from me. Like they would never want to come back home. And and literally, my wife made me think like that. Like we we were had we had this argument, and she was like, "Well, like we'll see who we'll see who who comes to visit for the holidays when our kids are gone." And this, that, and third, like who they want to actually see for the holiday. And I was like, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Cause I was like, well, what if me and my wife don't work out for whatever reason? Cause every day you make a choice to be with the one, you know, be with that person you're with. So if it didn't, if it didn't work, I 100% knew that I wanted to be a part of my kid's life. So that was me changing from that 25 year old thinking he knew it all or knew enough to get by and to to this now 40 year old that's still trying to figure it out. I got one kid in college. I got um, two teenagers and one just now going into high school. And then um, I got a uh, fifth grader and a kindergartner and you think that I have like all this knowledge on raising no all my kids here's a crazy part about raising kids and having all these boys I see myself I see my wife I see my family members I see her family members and all the characters of my children all my boys they all have different character traits. They all have different, they're so different, but yet they're so recognizable because I see them in myself. I see them in my wife. I see them in, you know, in her sisters um, and how her sister is. Cause I've known her sister forever. Like I've known my wife, like since high school and I've known, I've known her sister since then. I've known her, her brother since then. And I, I know, and then my kid, uh, my siblings, um, on my dad's side, like I know their characters, and I see it in them too. Some of them, it's so crazy. Well, I see my dad's characters in in my kids, and it's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. And my dad wasn't. I like. I I just met my dad when I was twelve, but he did end up me, marrying me and my wife. It's crazy to all those that are fathers and they are in all their children's life. They, for whatever reason, they were able to work it out and they are a part of their children's life. And, and you're married and you're still married while you're dealing with them kids. And you, you understand the value of the whole package, the whole deal, the mother and the father and then the children, all as one group, one unit. You know, I commend you. It speaks volumes. It, do, it doesn't matter if the family's mixed up. I don't care about that. It's, that's not the important thing. It, the, the important thing is a father, you knew what it meant to be head of a household and you have a wife that is, is being a mother to your children and you're being a father to her children and you recognize how that how that works you're still your own club your own gang or whatever like that but you recognize how it works and um to all those you know i just commend those that's the situation i'm in we're a beautiful family and we're stronger together 
So I commend those that, that recognize that. And then to all those that are fathers, and no matter what, you figured out a way to stay in your child's life, period. You're being a father to your children, um, taking care of what, whatever responsibilities of fatherhood it takes. You're doing that with your child, no matter what the situation is. I commend you too. And I commend all those parents, because it's different from an uncle, grandfather, or whatever, taking care of a child. The only time they, they should even even have to step in is if the father is just like un, unfit to be a father to that child or the father is no is, is dead. But so I'm talking to them too, the, the grandfathers, the, the uncles, the women that have to play the role of father and mother, you know what I'm saying? I thank you and commend you for all that you do, but especially to the women that have to be the father and the mother, you are doing a fantastic job and you'll see soon when your child is an adult and you just see all the beautiful things that they accomplish and that is the biggest reward and you will receive that reward because you did what needed to be done to take care of that child do the best you can to please keep just some type of male mentor or whatever they just need a mental male idea from that perspective they don't need to learn that on their own they don't need a lot either just somebody a coach or something like that just to know what it's like to have a male authority because a lot of our our men get in trouble with the law because they never had that male authority for whatever reason and it's real hard growing up without a male authority in your life to just you know you just something that you can understand and check you know what i mean and you know okay because you because as a father you that's your that's your thing you know what i'm saying my kids like my kids call me to call me while I'm at work to deal with my five-year-old sometimes and that's no knock to my wife she's she's amazing and she deals with my kids all the time she deals with the boys all the time she works in with the school system and everything all I'm saying is that male authority figure really helps you know what I'm saying it just really helps I'm not telling you to ma marry some dude some random and uh, and oh and this that and the third and I'm not telling you to have your boyfriend discipline your kid I'm not telling you I ain't saying nothing like that you don't need nothing like that he just needs to know what it feels like to have to to understand what it is to operate in society dealing with somebody over you every now and then in regards to your employment and everything like that and, and that's an easy way for somebody to take advantage of you if they don't if, if a child doesn't have that in their life that so all I'm saying is if there's nobody you know I pray that God blesses you and that child to become a successful situation but um, for those, if there is an opportunity for somebody to be a mentor or something in that child's life, just as a male figure, it's going to be beneficial. It just, it just cut, it cut, even though it's stuff that they'll figure out themselves, it'll, it just cuts a lot of that out. It's a, it, think of it as uh, your child having a bit of an edge, a little bit. But again, no knock to 
anybody that is, because my mom for a long, long time, probably still thinks she is that to this day, um, had to play my mom and dad. And I had my grandparents and I had my uncles. And, um, you know, she, she, even though she was playing both roles, she made sure I had male, male, uh, uh, some type of male identity so I could at least be like, okay, this is what it's like to be a man. You know, now I ain't gonna say all the examples were great, but she tried. So, anywho, um, becoming a dad is never, you'll never be prepared because you never know what you're gonna get. So, if you're ready to be a dad, you know, just take every day one step at a time, accept all help. Um, be an open mind to all ideas, but you know, know what your own, just know for yourself how you would want to see your child raised and try to play that role the most because that's who you really are. But no, don't hesitate to accept help. And if you're a father out there that's scared to be a dad, everybody's scared to be a dad. That's the whole big thrill about being a dad. You just, you never know how it's gonna turn out. But don't be afraid to apologize and don't be afraid to say you love them, love your child, and um, don't be afraid to accept what they become. Because at the end of the day, no matter what that child does, they're gonna look at the parents. So either you gave it your 100% and your child just chose to be whatever you were gonna become, or you ran away because you were scared of what your child was going to become and you didn't think you could handle it. So that wraps it up for me. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Ahala. Deuce, deuce, deuce. The moment I became a father. Well, first, I vividly remember the moment I learned I was going to be a father. I was at work. It was a Saturday morning. My wife was at Epcot with friends or family in town. I don't remember who was with her. But she called me while I'm at work and I need to mention quickly. She had recently started tracking what she eats. One of those programs. I only mentioned that because when she was on the phone with me, she says, so I don't think I'm going to do this program anymore. OK, why not? She doesn't say anything. And then a second later, oh, I understood what she was telling me. But I'm in the middle of the newsroom and I don't need my coworkers finding out my wife is going to have a baby before either of our parents do. So I ran out of there. No one was the wiser. But after I'm out of there, I followed that up with, wait a minute, aren't you at Epcot? Did you pee on a stick in a bathroom at Disney World? She sure did. So the ladies' room at Epcot has an important place in my heart now. Now, the moments before my first daughter was born were the scariest of my life and had nothing to do with about to bring a child into this world. So at one point the doctors needed to give my wife penicillin. And all of a sudden, she has an allergic reaction to the penicillin. Taken it several times before in her life. No reaction ever, but this time she swells up. Eventually, she was okay, but that brief moment was the most afraid I had ever been. Because not only did I think for a second I might lose my wife, but now I might lose my child. It's not a fun way to feel that protective fatherly instinct for the first time, but... I'm a dad now. So two days later, my daughter was born and I now have three funny, awesome, creative, loving kids and being their dad and watching them grow into good humans is the best job I've ever had. Hello, my name is Kowalski Nelson 
And I'm a composer, songwriter, producer, and creative. I became a father for the first time in 2002. My first child was born that year. I was two years into my marriage. And from that point, I thought that I had it all together. Didn't know at all what fatherhood was going to be like. Didn't really know what to expect. But I was optimistic. Figured like everything else, I could handle it. Having my daughter and looking at this baby and thinking to myself, I'm in charge of her life was an eye-opening experience. It was daunting to say the least. I was afraid in some ways on what to do, but it was still at the same time a beautiful experience. Um, my, my, my wife was in labor for at least 12 hours. I know it. it may have been over 12 hours, but throughout the whole time I was on my feet and I wouldn't sit down because I felt like if I sit down now on the job, somehow I wouldn't be ready to take on this 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 role as 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 father. But when she finally had my daughter, it was a beautiful thing. I remember driving home and I got teary eyed. I mean, I don't I don't even know I was at a red light. I don't know if I was delirious as if I was tired, but it like hit me at one time that man, you're a father. And I remember it hitting me like a ton of bricks. And I don't know if I was afraid, if I was, if I was scared or if I was just overwhelmed by the whole experience. But part of me knew that I was up for the challenge and I was going to do it. The other part was, um, apprehension, you know, to, 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 to say the least, to take on that role. But fatherhood for me has been the most rewarding experience of my life. It's challenged me on so many levels. And second to marriage, fatherhood has been the greatest thing that I've ever accomplished. There is nothing that has ever capped that. Um, I was fortunate to become a father again, and now I have a son. And that's a whole nother perspective by itself. Raising a daughter and raising a son is two completely different things, but it's still the same thing where you get to shape and you get to share. I can say that raising a daughter puts me in a position where I have to be the example for her to look at, because when she looks at me, she's looking at her future. She's looking at her mate and what type of decisions that she's going to make by choosing a guy that's almost like her dad. If you do it right, then you're that guy that she's going to base everything on. If you do it wrong, you're that guy that she's going to base everything on. And that's tough. But at the same time, it, it forces you, at least it's supposed to force you to think outside the box and to be the best you that you could possibly be. Um, as a father to a son, it's watching yourself grow up all over again type of thing um, because he's walking in your in your shadow. 
He's watching you. He's watching how you talk to people. He's watching you how you how you handle business. He's watching how you uh, deal with your your spouse. And it's a role that you're constantly aware of. And you have to be what you need to be in order to do it the right way so that he could do it the right way. Being a father is the greatest gift that has ever happened to me. And I'm grateful to take on that role and to call myself a father every single day. If I can encourage any father to be or any new father, I would tell you that if you're struggling with it, it's okay. That means you're doing something right because you're thinking. And as long as you're thinking, you can make changes. So hang in there, do your best, and happy Father's Day. I just want to say that was so wonderful. And I want to thank you guys for sending in your messages about becoming a father. I really enjoyed all of this and you guys don't get enough credit and that's real. You're great fathers. So thank you. Um, unfortunately my son's father is not here with us, but he was a good father. And unfortunately my son's father's father passed away on my son's birthday last year. So this year is, uh, it's a little emotional. Um, you know, every year, but, you know, we get through it and I'm just, you know, I'm just blessed to have some strong men in my life who do help me with my son because, you know, he needs that male role model. So it's always a pleasure that you guys come back and listen to my podcast. I really appreciate it. And of course, as always, be you, be wonderful, be a great role model. And I will see you next time. Bye. guys thank you for listening you've been awesome make sure you go and rate us five stars would be nice so go itunes spotify stitcher wherever you podcast leave a review rate me let me know how i'm doing i really need your feedback because that helps me help you we help each other we see each other okay so if you can do that for me become a dot 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 podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts rate us review us i don't know why i'm saying us because it's just me but please do that come on help us sister out all right bye